So we talked about this on the show this week when a caller called up and said, hey, Bobby, what were your favorite interviews ever? So we wanted to make a special little podcast here of it. And so these are what I told her. And we thought we'd put these all here if you wanted to hear them back because they're from all different years. So we dug into the archive and we pulled the audio from what I would consider three of my favorite interviews of all time. We'll start at number three. This is September 7th, 2018. So a couple years ago, Jake Owen had been on the show a bunch of times. Always a great guest. But Jake Owen, he brought donuts. He talked about what song he doesn't like to perform. He mentions the song Made For You, which right now in current time, that's his, his, his big single. And so he's the best guest we've ever had, pound for pound. And so here we go. Check it out. Here is the Friday morning conversation with Jake Owen uh, from 2018. The Friday morning conversation with Jake Owen. All right. J- Jake Owen's, I think, standing outside the door. Bring on, bring him on in here. There he is. Jake Owen, everybody. There he is. He's got some donuts in it. Come on. We're on the air. I was told I was not supposed to bring food in here, but... Uh, we we allow it. If they're hot, I mean they are perfect. It's guy. not gonna mess up that old ass board. Bring a donut. <laughs> I saw you take a shot of my board on Instagram too. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. We're on the air, by the way. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, not that that's what I'm here for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw you. I t- listen. I've been complaining about my equipment for years. I know. I was just trying to throw you a bone, man. I thought maybe if somebody saw that thing, they might say, uh, yeah. Jake even even other people noticed that it's that you know. I'm getting a whole new studio though. When I signed my last deal. One of the deals was one a new board. Yeah, just a board. That was a parking spot and a board. That's all I wanted. What's up? Yeah, everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody Jake? looks good. MC FDIC over there. Yeah, like to see that going on. Amy, say hi to Jake. Hey, Amy. Hey, Jake. Good Hello. to see you. You too. Let me see. I mean, I can't really see you, but <laughs> there, there he is. There he is. Oh, there you are. Yeah, hi, hi. Amy's hi. on a screen and Jake is. Uh, yeah. See that? Here, let's just, let's listen to this one. Down to the honky tonk. Feels good. Yeah. I remember when you played this the first time live in here. You got a girl. You played. Uh, uh, you played this before you released it. We you came to play a whole concert, and I we did. were like, "That's the jam." Thanks, man. And people, you know, I, I've released a lot of songs, and um, you always hope that they're going to do well because you believe in them when you release them. But you always know a song's going to do well when you start getting random text messages from people. And this song, out of all songs I've released, I've had more fellow artists in the format that like, I never hear from that text me. They're like. Good song, man. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like I've done the same thing. You hear someone's song and you and you text somebody, you're kind of like, "Ugh, why didn't I? Why didn't I get that one?" But uh, I was pretty fortunate to, to come across this song, and I've always been a big fan of great country songs. And I think this is like the perfect mixture of a classic sounding song with kind of a modern flair to it. So it's uh it's cool to have it out. Thanks for playing it, man. Video's cool too, huh? You guys did that downtown? Yeah, that was a long video night. We started filming at, uh, it was a Friday night. We started filming at 7 p.m. and didn't finish till 7 a.m. They kind of do the overnight thing so they can shut down Broadway down there. Why does a video take so long to shoot? 12 hours, a long time. There's a lot of people involved in making a video happen. I mean, everything from... You know, the people actually shooting the video, obviously, to people making sure that the people that are shooting the video are in the right place. I mean, it's just, it's like anything in life. You gotta have, it's a, you gotta have a bunch of team players doing the right things and making it happen. How many times do you have to sing that through doing a video, you think? Uh, I don't know, 20, 30 times, just kind of. And have the same energy every time. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, it's kind of, you know, we're, we're entertainers, and, and, and this video will live forever. So it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like, you better be ready to do it. You can't just dial it in. The Friday Morning Conversation with Jake Owen. So Jake's here. I want to run through some of your songs. We just come, come on. down to the honky tonk. So your last number one. Do you turn it up? Do you I think I was, uh, there, this conversation with this song reminds me, because I was shooting American Idol, and you texted me the song, and I don't listen to music early. I don't, it, regardless of who sent me stuff, you're like, dude, listen to the song anyway. And I was like, I'm not going to listen, but the day it comes out, I'm going to listen. But then I cheated and listened anyway, and I was like, dude, that's really good. And I was nervous because that's a classic. You had to be nervous. I was really, ner- I was really nervous. I mean, I wasn't nervous at the fact that I, I, I've always had a strong intuition on the songs that I feel like will be, uh, they'll connect with an audience, and I knew it would. Uh, but at the same time, too, I've always, res- I respect the integrity and artistry of a guy like John Mellencamp. And my main uh, thought process was, I just hope this doesn't offend him. And uh, when we got his approval on it, and he said that he loved it and thought it was a great idea, and it really is an ode to him and his music and that song. Um, it was it was pretty validating. So and then now to know that it's a number one song um, even validates it more. Although I haven't heard from him. <laughs> you know, I wonder. I, that's one thing. I wonder if he reached out to you after it went number one, or if he even knew. No, I, I, no, I'm sure he knows. Um, but I actually watched. There's a Netflix documentary on on John Mellencamp, and he, I mean, self he admits that he's not an, like a very outgoing, talkative person. He talks about when he first got. Big. He was living in New York City, and he said he walked outside of his apartment, and there were people out there waiting on him, and he thought to himself, I don't know if this is for me. Because <laughs> he said he always made music just for himself. And um, and it's one thing to just to be that way and kind of not be uh, talkative to people and, and kind of converse with them, but it's another thing to actually admit it. <laughs> and I, I respect that. If, if you're that kind of person and you admit that you're just not comfortable being around fans or talking to people, um, I, I kind of, I, at least, you know, he's not... It's not holding back. I wonder if he would have said, nah, I don't like it that much. Would you still put it out? No. You wouldn't have? No. No. I, I really, I, again, I mean, I respect anybody's artistry and, and the integrity for their own music. Not, not even just the artists, songwriters. You know, sometimes a songwriter write a song and somebody gets a hold of it and says, I'm going to put this out. But if the songwriter's like, eh, I don't really know if I want my song going Oof. to that person. Oof, that's yeah, a tough it's one. It's a tough one, right? It's a tough one. Oof. Well, there's that one. Okay, okay. Let's do another one. How about boy, this one here? Made for you. This is my favorite song I've ever recorded. I love this song. I've told you that. Yeah. I've, I've posted on my own. I mean, I love this you did. song. It was like your song of the day, dude. Man. Like song of my life. I want to be able to like sing this to somebody. It's one of those. Yeah. This. Um, I've gone through some. Like we all have, you know, we've gone through ups and downs in the love life. Love is not easy, um, but when you can find the person you're made for and you absolutely know that positively, there's no better feeling. And uh, and I'm, I'm I feel like I'm on my way there, but I also see that in my parents. My grandparents are still married after uh, 75 years, and um, I think we all. It's not a fairy tale. It's out there. It's just a matter of finding it. Let me hear this again because I love this song, "Made for You" from Jake Owen. sing a love song because my other song like this one here I love Anywhere With You and it's a little more up tempo but I still feel it yeah well that's the interesting thing about love songs um, 
is uh, they're all over the map. I mean, you love songs like He Stopped Loving Her Today, all the way to songs like I Like It, I Love It, I Want Some More Of It. I mean, love songs uh, kind of encompass all different feelings. That's what love is. It's, it's it, it can pull your heart around. Here's a love song. That American country love song. Here you go. There's another one. There's the We're just going up. We're going That's up right. with the tempo. Yeah. You know what's kind of cool sometimes? Uh, I, I, I say this very humbly because I'm so thankful to have all these songs. Um, and I've been working at this for a long time. But there's nights during my show where I remember the days where I was like counting down to a song in my set list where I was like, thank God, people are going to know this one. And now I'll be in the middle of my set list. I'm like, damn, I got some hits now, man. <laughs> it's like it's fun to go down your set list and go like, whoa, I'm not I, I'm not going so many songs in between songs that people actually don't know. And um, it, make, it makes the show a lot more fun. This one here's this is your your legendary jam that you have to play your whole life is this one. Oh, yeah, your whole life. This whole one. life. There's nothing you can do that will get you away from the mega of this song. Yeah, but the, I'm proud of it. I mean, that song changed my speaking of my life. It changed my life. I'd had a record deal for seven years. Um, and uh, that song was my first number one song and I had four in a row off that album. Um, and uh, that kind of spawned a whole new life for me and a whole, a whole new perception of what, who I am, what I, what I do. And, um, and I'll always be proud of that song. I still love this song. Like when it comes on, we'll play in the dance party or we'll play it or, you know, watch a new play. Still I go, ah, I love it. Yeah, you know, like we do, like so us good. girls do at the club. Yeah, yeah, and we run a DJ play or something. I'm like, ah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Hmm, let's see if we have any more up here. I want to this one. How does this one make you feel? I love that song too. I mean, it's I don't I, I tell you if I I mean I, I'm always pretty honest about anything and everything, and, and I don't have any songs that I don't enjoy. I, actually, I take that back. Okay, now we're talking. I take what that song back. do you not like to play? It's not that I don't like to play it. It's just interesting to me that a song. Okay, eight second ride. Oh, it's my favorite. Oh, come on, come on. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's you do. So good. Give me that song. Put that song up because we played it one morning and Jake texted me. He's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I wrote that. My brother, my twin brother, we just had a birthday two days ago, um, and I was nineteen in college, and he was so mad at me. Speaking of love songs, because I tend to always I would write those because it seemed like it was just easy. It was it was a way for me to express my feelings towards the female male uh, gender in a way that I couldn't say it just specifically out of my mouth. I had to use a guitar and a melody to tell a three-minute story. And my brother is like, man, stop. He's like, write something for me and my friends that we can turn up in our trucks. And my brother used to spit dip all the time. And uh, every time i get in his truck, he would have that dip cup sitting there with a little, like a, a napkin in the bottom of it where he'd spit in it. And there was just like this two inches of uh, just saliva. It was disgusting. And he would always say, watch out, man. Watch out for my cup right there. Don't knock it over. So in that lo- in that song, it says, climb on up, but honey, watch the cup that I've been spitting my dip inside. And it's... A, people you ever love- sing that? Do you sing that song live? Every night. And it's one of the oh, biggest songs. It? It's one of the biggest songs I play every single night. People love this song. I love this song. But this isn't... I, I have a hard time sometimes because it's not necessarily my persona. Like, I, I'm not... I don't... Here, hold on. Come on! Time, do you know how many times it's like in the studio? I was like, all right, give me that again. Give me that again. I was like, come on. Like, so you did it a bunch? Yeah. That's, I love it. Three to four. I always think, though, and I wrote about It's this, a jam track, though. It's a jam. And I wrote about my last book. If you're not somewhat going, ooh, I don't know how I feel about the older stuff that I did, then you're not growing in a different direction. Totally. If you're still like feeling what you did at 19, then you're still kind of 19. 
Yeah, and and that's part of life. You got to grow. You got to look back on what you did, and uh, you know, uh, dropping names is not something that I uh, that I like to do. But I do. Whoa, think whoa, it, whoa, whoa, whoa! Name drop. I knew you were gonna do that. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but it was like I'm just using his name as a name drop. Not that he said this specifically to me. I heard him say in an interview one time that Vince Gill said. Um, when you record music, it's it's a very powerful thing that lives forever. So when you record a song, you better be prepared for that thing to live forever and play it forever and be okay with the fact that people are going to either accept it or not accept it. And um, and he's true. that's a very true statement. Jake Owen is here. We're going to come back because I want to know about this new TV show you're doing. I want to know about you and Shania, uh, how that friendship's manifesting itself. So you hang out for a bit? Oh, yeah. All right. Jake Owen is here. <laughs> Jake Owen's eating donuts as we're hopping on the air. He just asked permission to eat. Donuts. I've never been so happy in like the last two to three months for like, like for like the last three years. All I've done is like Everybody's try to eat healthy. And you look good though. You look thin. Are you thin? I think so. Yeah, you do. Well, what? Well, so now I have now I have a question about the donut and the need for the donut. Like, well, I don't. If I feel you've been I, on that healthy track. What's up? Like, well, I just, think it's all everything. You have to you have to balance it, right? Like for mm-hmm. the last two to three years, I thought the only way to really get in great shape was to just like worry about everything I eat and go go hardcore and everything. And now it's kind of like I just to treat myself to whatever I want. But then I get back to eating nice. Like, I don't worry <laughs> about it so much, and it makes me mentally happier. You know, there were days mm-hmm. where I'd. Just like look at someone <laughs> next to me driving in their car eating like a McDonald's french fry or something. And I thought to myself, oh, I want one of those so bad. I'm just trying to look good right now. And then now I just run through McDonald's if I want to. You know what I mean? And now <laughs> I, Live I, life. I, like, I appreciate that method if you can control it. I can't control it. Because if I have one donut, I have the whole box. I'm like, I had that's one. That's why I brought a whole box. But I don't eat. I can't touch it because I'll eat it all. You probably have a moderation gene in you. Not really. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I don't really know. I'm just, I, f- I feel like if, uh, I don't know, the minute I started enjoying myself doing the things that I enjoy doing, things just seem to, life seems to be better. You can't just always like beat yourself up, you know? But you can. Look oh. at me, for example. But you look good, man. <laughs> See? Exactly. You do. No, thanks. I'm just kidding. Uh, Jake Owens here. Hey, I want to ask about this show. So you're doing the show on USA called Real Country. Just kind of tell me what that's about. So real country. He's eating a donut. Let, let yeah, let no, no, no. Let I, was, I was making sure I didn't get anything no on your deal. nice, your nice <laughs> studio in here. I was, studio. I was told. Very, hey, our boss is in here, by the way. Say something about our studio to him. Uh, Rod, this board is pretty sweet, man. Like, I. <laughs> Say your real. He's gonna thought. punch me in the face. Or, Say your real. Don't thought. you love how clean they keep it in here too? I, it, so, isn't right. this place a dump? No, man. I mean, it's, no, it's not. I, I, it's not. It's not a dump. I can't say that Jay it is. Jay trolled me on Instagram, Amy, because the studio is so old. He tried. I've to just run. heard you. Na- uh, I've heard you drop that. This you're like, can I get a board in here that works? And yeah. Blah blah blah. So I just figured I come come to the rescue. You the know, legendary know. Jerry House used this exact board. Yes, and you're right. He's a legend. And I I was in the same studio back in the day talking talking to, to Jerry the same board on that same board. <laughs> but if it makes you feel any better, I mean, I was listening all the way down here, and and every time, I mean, your shows. That's why you're. Doing you guys are doing what you're doing, man. It sounds good. Let's Dang, just okay, leave it okay. there. Well, listen, enough about this board. Talk about Real Country on USA, this show. When does it come on? What does it mean? What's it do? I believe that Real Country is going to air November 1st, I think. No, November 13th. Um, but it's been an amazing experience so far. Here's what I'm excited about. Let me start by telling you, Real Country uh, is a television show that will be on the USA Network that is not a singing contest. Uh, the contestants have all been, um, uh, they, they, they put in their, their uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? 
Not like not, they auditioned, I guess, uh, by sending in videotapes, and then we kind of narrowed them down to each one of us who we liked. Right, They're, each one of us has about six different contestants: myself, Travis Trish, and I, Twain. And uh, it's a showcase. They, we're just giving them the opportunity to step on stage and sell themselves. Here in Nashville, as any one of us artists throughout the years, when it was when we got our record deal, we were trying to get a record deal. We'd go to. I remember going to Twelfth and Porter here in, in Nashville, and it was time for me to do a showcase that night. And publishers would show up, other record labels would show up, uh, radio people would show up, and it's at that moment. It's your if you have the people there, it's at your point to sell yourself, and that's what these kids are doing, and guys and girls, and we're just kind of panelists giving them our advice. On what we think they should do. The great part about the show is is that it's strictly focusing on country music. November on USA, it's called Real Country. Jake Owens here. I like to look at my playlist sometimes and see what song of people's I've played the most. What it, I'm gonna, as I pull up your list, what is your favorite song of yours that you've ever that, that you've ever recorded? And you're like, man, this is this is my favorite one. Uh, made for you. It's not out yet, but hopefully one day it will be. You just played it. But. Well, made for you exists, but it hasn't been a single yet. It hasn't been a single saying. for the masses to hear. Hmm. But it's interesting when songs that haven't been singles are already coming back to me through the fans as songs that that they are gravitating towards and they love the most. Yeah, man, that's a good. I mean, that's one of my favorites. So, the, um, "Alone with You" is my most played song of yours. Wow, yeah, that's a, that's another great great song. That's uh, a jam. Um, I uh, I've got a lot. I, I released a single. Speak. I mean, sometimes releasing a single doesn't always make it. A big well-known song I released a song called We All Want What We Ain't Got It was shortly after Oh, I got, Travis Meadows, dude Travis Meadows Shortly Such after I was song. divorced yeah. yeah And I remember Just listening to that song Thinking to myself is I remember kind of Overanalyzing why Perhaps I might have been Going through a divorce At the time And my little girl Living in Florida And thinking Is my passion For this business And working so hard Is it also negative For the fact That it's taking me away From my real life and so I talk to my management and stuff about this all the time. As hard as we work on our business and our life going forward in, the, in this industry, we need to also pay just as much close attention to our own personal lives and put that much emphasis on it as well. Because if you're happy in personal life, you can be happy in, in uh, your business. And anyways, that song kind of tells the story of we. no matter where you are in life, it's, we always want more. And sometimes you just got to look around. Because there's a line in there that says, I wanted the world until my whole world stopped. And I think all of us have kind of felt that way a time or two. You did a great job with that song. Thanks, man. Yeah, I remember you playing it on piano. We were we were in Dallas at the maybe the ACMs or something, and you came out in a full suit and played it on the piano in front of a rain crowd. We waited like four hours because it kept raining us out. I did. Yeah, and you came out and crushed it. Yeah, it was good. That's it. That, man, you really did that song great. Jake Owens here. Anything else we haven't... Dude, the podcast has been going great. Thanks for that, by the way. Your podcast has been going... Yeah, yeah. yeah, You've been killing it. Well, I I hope so. I mean, I hope uh, it's showing that people are listening, but just from my perspective, being able to kind of talk to fans and people out there that are listening um, on a totally different level than just through music. Yeah, tell me about the podcast so you can download. Tell them the name of it. So I I have a podcast um, called Good Company with Jake, and uh, it's really... I have so many random friends and, and people that I enjoy talking to, but I really enjoy the act of positivity. I like promoting positive things. And, um... I've talked to everybody from my grandparents on this podcast that have been married for 75 years talking to them about how they did it. I've talked to my trainer at the gym that used to be, a, he was a, a, he tells you, he's, he was a fat kid growing up and he was embarrassed and he was bullied and now he's just uh, just in super great shape and that's what inspired him to do what he's doing. And then the other day, I was supposed to talk to a friend of mine. Um, he and his wife um, found out they were pregnant um, 16 weeks ago. I was so excited for them. They're going to be the greatest parents. And 
then two weeks into their pregnancy, she found out she's got breast cancer. She's 30 years old. And um, they're dealing with that right now. And so I'm talking to all kinds of different people about their their life experiences and how they look at life more positively. And um, I try to do the same. And, and not only do I enjoy talking to that and giving it to the mass public, I also like it for myself. It's almost therapy for me. So um, I've really enjoyed it. It's great. Check it out. Yeah, check. it's called Good Company with Jake Owen. We, we usually play some of it on our show, too. We'll find clips and play it. because yeah, Oh, you, cool. You Thanks. did a really good job on that thing. Thanks. The Good. other day, I, when they couldn't do it, uh, my friends, um, Ted and Jocelyn, I'm going to I'm gonna talk to them soon. I didn't know who I was going to talk to that, that day. So I talked to myself. <laughs> I did. You saw that. I did. I had to do it all the time. And, I'm, I'm nuts. You're not as nuts as I am. But I didn't, I, I didn't realize how long I could talk to myself for. And um, it's one of the, f- the few podcasts that I've really seen a big response to where people said, I really enjoyed hearing that because you were really vulnerable. And to hear that side of you is, uh, is um, pretty cool. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, let me mention this. Jake, uh, coming up. So, uh, let's see. September 7th, Champaign, Illinois at the State Farm Center. September 14th, all our friends in Sacramento at Rayleigh Field. Fresno, our friends in Fres- Fresno, September 15th, Colorado Springs, September 21st, and Ogden, Utah. Dude, I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. Congra- I appreciate congratulations. you Congratulations. Yeah, it's lots cool. of things are rolling. It's appreciate cool. you guys helping me uh, helping me get there. Anything for Jake Owen, Amy, before he leaves? Anything on your mind? Nothing. I love how he's feeling about his podcast. Like, I definitely need to add that to listen to more. And now I want to go check out the one where he just talked to himself. Because <laughs> yeah. that's not easy to do. And I'm sure it's awesome. And then, yeah, I, I just... I I'm adding it to my podcast list. You sold you sold me. You sold her. Thanks, Amy. Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, More good to see you guys. Thanks a lot. Soon. Jake, really on everybody. Appreciate it. Get your, get your Bobby Bones on. Next up in my favorite interviews at number two. This is August eighth of twenty seventeen when John Mayer came in. This was twenty seventeen. He was talking about you know he was in Nashville. He was going to stop by for like ten or fifteen minutes. But it obviously went a lot longer than that, which is great. I think both of us really enjoyed this interview. He talks about the one song he's tired of playing, his dog, and how he sees colors when he plays music. He also talked about the inspiration behind Amy's favorite song of John Mayer, Still Feel Like Your Man, and that famous shampoo line. So here you go, my number two favorite interview, John Mayer. All right, John Mayer in studio. Hey, dude. How are you? Dude, thanks for coming in. I appreciate that. That's, thank you for supporting this record and this song and uh, giving me an opportunity to come in. You know, uh, I guess we can start this. We were talking yesterday. The last concert that I paid money to go to was your show. I, I saw you in Minneapolis, and we went up and watched that show. And I can't go tonight, and now you're like three blocks down the road. Well, you can't afford it? I can't. <laughs> I spent money. I, 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 I gave you tickets. I'm, doing, I'm at the Opry tonight, and oh, cool. so, yeah, I can't come. Listen, it's always a cool reason not to come to my show because someone has a show of their own. We're, we're having a debate in this room before you came in, and you may not want to answer this. Which song? Are you just tired of playing? Um, I'm tired of playing Waiting on the World to Change. Boom! Oh. What did I say? Pay Ready. up! <laughs> Why, that I would have one or that it would be Waiting on the World Then it would be that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it is? I have a whole different reason. Why do you think it is? I have a reason I'm tired of hearing it. Why do you think I have a reason? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Let's go. Let's boogie. Let's boogie. Here we go. I'm leaning into this go one. Go ahead. Now, why, do you, why are you tired of playing it? Um, it's, it's honest to God, it's just a tactile thing. It's just after a while, like... By the way, you're going to be like, oh, well, I hated the message. I was like, I just didn't like the way it felt in my hand. Um, it's right outside of my range. Like when I had vocal surgery, uh, that I had a procedure, and like it, 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 it cost me like two or three notes. And I needed those notes for Waiting on the World to Change. So I kind of, kind of have to sneak around it. So it's not exact. It never really was the most comfortable thing to sing. So 
weirdly enough, like all the songs that became very popular are are very difficult to sing for me. Meanwhile, all I wanted to do was like have a hit with like, who says I can't get stoned? Just wake up at five in the morning and be able to do it. And uh, so I'm weird when it comes to hits, man. Like, I don't know what makes a song of mine a hit. I have a feeling it's like there's something in like you do stand up. Uh, you know, like your middle funny joke to you is your funniest joke to the crowd. So, I don't. I never know what joke's gonna be the funniest. It's the one I, that that you're the least excited about. Like it's your throwaway. Yeah. They love it's the accidental That's or right. the throwaway. Yeah, because you're interested in the upper ranges of your mind. Like how can I be more clever? How can I be more interesting? And then somewhere in your in your middle is where the crowd kind of grabs onto what you're saying. Like the crowd probably applauds and you go, you go like, oh that, oh you like that. Okay, because that really didn't feel like anything coming out of my head. It's the same thing with music. It's like all the stuff where I'm like, oh my God, this is so complex and interesting and people are going to love it. Like they kind of don't. It's the stuff that for me, I feel like is a little bit, um, it bores me just a, the slightest bit. <laughs> and that's what it, we love. <laughs> it becomes like whatever I find boring in it, people find accessible in Aww. it. Here's the joke I'm thinking about the opera tonight. You tell me it's funny. Yeah. Okay. I haven't used it yet. Yeah. We'll have to bleep it out. Okay. You see the guy that got caught pleasuring himself at the movies to the emoji movies? Yes, this is good. That's well, not that good. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a good, it's a good... Right. Everyone is freaking out about the guy doing that to himself in the theater. I'm just wondering which emoji he thought was super hot. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's a setup. That's not a, that's not a punchline yet. It's still a setup. Right. So then you break it down. Is it the salsa lady? There you go. No, so then I go through the break. thing... There, and then at go. the end, I end up with the purple. It's, yeah. The there's a lot the of places. Plant. The eggplant. Right? Egg like, is it the poop emoji? Right. But I don't think people are like, that's funny as I start rolling through emojis. Like, I think that's funny. It's funny if you can break it out. And I'm, I hate that I'm on your radio show telling you how to be funny. It's okay, because I'll tell you what songs I think are there we good. Go. So we're all good. <laughs> like, we're we go. in a good place. There no, go. <laughs> Where's your dog, by the way? Because I'll watch on social media. Yeah. This is kidding. No, this, this is a real question. Okay. Yeah. Does your dog stay in Montana? My dog does not stay in Montana. This, this is what happened. <laughs> Got a dog. Wanted to have a dog on the road. Road dog. Uh, a dear friend of mine happens to be an incredible dog trainer. She took my dog. It trained my dog, uh, turned into a perfect beast. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to take my dog on the road. Dog hates music. <laughs> hates oh, no. music. Oh, no. He thinks it's like thunder. <laughs> like thunderstorm. Oh. So he's trembling in the dressing room. First night, I think Red Rocks was like the first place we were like, okay, well, I got a dog. Let's do this. Cowering in the corner. Also, like when he's home with me, if I pick up a guitar and plug it in and start playing it, he does the funniest thing. Like he doesn't want to offend me. But he like slowly slinks his two paw, front paws off the couch and just waddles out of the room because I'm playing <laughs> music. So it wasn't going to work, but it turned out that my dog trainer, she loved him so much. and She said, well, he's a part of our family too, so I'll be the mommy. And I thought, that's awesome. So my dog lives a better life than I do. He lives in Brentwood, California, and I pick him up. It's like doggy daycare, but it's months long. How about this? The, the fact that you see colors when you play. I don't have synesthesia. And people, okay, that's the that's word no, on the street. People, no, people, somebody... Um, Why would someone fake that to, about you then? Well, pe people misinterpret my metaphors a lot, which is easily done. And uh, I don't have synesthesia. I have uh, probably some um, 
interpretive form of synesthesia. Synesthesia, by the way, is uh, some people have a clinical, I don't know if I'd call it a disorder, it's a gift of sorts, whereby words and sounds actually are interpreted as colors in their brain. I have it, but not visually. I'm pretty close to it. I have relative synesthesia. Like so you what can, are you seeing when you're playing a solo? What are you seeing in your head? How are your numbers, uh, colors, muscle memory? What is it? Shapes, colors, uh, geometry. That's actually, man, you're a very good interviewer. Like so, You're asking really interesting, untrodden on questions that are exciting to answer. Uh, the way that I do it is tons and tons and tons of streams of possibilities of shapes what's where where does it go and I've done it for so long now that a lot of that data has sort of dissolved and it's all feeling now I just know where it is I just it's very Jedi now like I just know where it is and it's sometimes I don't know how I know it'll be different every single night but I found some weird confluence of what I know and what I don't know, but what I'm pretty sure is going to be there. And it's more fun than ever to play guitar because I'm not playing it like a student of guitar anymore. John Mayer is here now. <laughs> so I'm buds with the guys from the Zach Brown Band and Clay Cook. Yeah. And so, and I know the story, but you and Clay were at Berkeley together. Mm -hmm. And Clay was like, hey, you know, let's move down to Atlanta. And you and Clay kind of had a duo together for a sure. while, right? Yep, that's how we started. That's how I started right out of college was playing in an acoustic duo. And so you move down to Atlanta. And so why Atlanta of all places? He had Clay had family in Atlanta and said, I think we can do and he said there was a great music scene down there, which he was absolutely right. He did have family. And he was wasn't lying about either. Family and a music scene. So uh we moved down there and just started doing open mic nights and writing and you know, he, he that's how I got my start in music was following him down to Atlanta. We lived in Snellville, Georgia. Are you on the radio in Snellville, Georgia? Where everybody's somebody. That's the name. That's the catchphrase oh. for the town. Is it snail like the snail, the bug? Or snail, but it's pronounced Snailville. But it's Snellville, S N E L L. -ville. So you guys moved to Atlanta and you write a lot of things together. Yeah, we wrote. Uh, we had, we had, we had written you know five six songs at that point. We're still trying to put it all together. So you guys decide to go your own different ways. Is that a big decision for you two? Yes. Yeah. Well, no one's ever cared about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, falling out. We had a falling out. Be creatively? Did you... Part of it. That was part of it. Uh, the part that I can attest to um, is that I have pretty, I have pretty big feet, pretty strong head. I don't think anybody could have been in a duo with me at that time. That's the part that I can take responsibility for, is that... I probably wasn't extremely collaborative. I was, uh, yeah. I, I I don't think I I, I don't think I was a, a, a strong group worker. What were your roles in that duo? Yeah, because everybody's got their role inside of a team. He was um and still is hyper musical, incredible musical mind. Um, and we were also, by the way, complete. We're 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 really good friends now. I mean, we have. I've seen you play with them before, so I'm now. assuming now you guys are cool. Pure closeness. Yeah. These are two kids who are the stars of their town, the musical stars of their town, coming together, obviously seeing something in one another that they identify with, making music together, but never having really given over to someone else. They probably shouldn't have. Two really strong solo kind of mindsets. Coming together to collaborate and 
where I think if you're if you're still going, well, it doesn't add up. Uh, put me in his life as a guest, and it gets a little strange. It's like two people sharing a birthday. You know, it's like he, I was I I entered his entire social life. You know, and I think there was an identity thing of like, wait, what's mine and what's yours? And and again, taking responsibility for it. Um, I have very big shoes. I'm not necessarily subtle, it's spe- especially at that age. You, you didn't want to mess around with young John. You don't want to mess around with 19-year-old John Mayer who just figured out that the world is bendable and he's out to just destroy it, you know? But this is my new record, The Project. Oh, that's a, the Lindsay L. record. Yeah, that's, so can we get a shot of the, my new record, The Project? Part is. of it was because, you know, they didn't really recognize me on the, on the cover, but this is who I, this is my new record. I went by Lindsay L. And, uh, can we play a cut off that? Sure. No, uh, sure can. Here you go. So yeah, so there it is. This this is a great recording. Isn't it? You asking me like seriously? Yeah, it's a great Love it. it's a great recording. Yeah. What's the difference? Why you say recording? I just hear a song. The way the way it was engineered, it's sat, it's gorgeous. It's the best that's the gravity's the best record. Like, you know, it's the difference between song of the year, record of the year, yeah. the Grammys like that's this isn't this is a quite a record. This is how spare it is if I stop talking. Well, now I'm just going to keep going because we're so close. But really key into the record, especially the vocals. This is Gravity from Continuum. Check it out. Gravity. When I went to to your show in Minneapolis, you didn't play it. I was sad. And I know you get that every show because you can't play everything. Well, well, no, but you saw me in the beginning of this tour where I was like, I'm going to just play whatever I want. And the crowd uh, was adamant that I play Gravity. So we added gravity back in every night. Great. And that's cool. Look, it's cool to be that artist where, you know, there are things that people identify with you so so much that you have to play them. I, I dig it. And, and I'll play gravity every night for the rest of my life. Like, that's a song I'll never get tired of. Amy, what's your favorite song off the new record? Oh, well, you know, I have the one about... She doesn't know any words to it. She just knows parts of it. No, I know about how. I just think it's really, really clever about how you keep the shampoo in the shower in case and romantic and I, like i think every girl sort of would would, would want a guy to to sing that for her i write got that. sticky hands man it's hard <laughs> hard getting hard getting out for me it's it's good but i mean this song no dude wants to have to write this song though yeah but he's both being vulnerable this songs Sorry, this Enjoy it. You love it? Listen No one knew what to do with it, but listen. I know because she told me What do you, you give this song to? Like, and this leads in the, in the blood conversation. Like, if you're a station that's like a AAA station, you play John Mayer music, and all of a sudden, Columbia's like, hey, here's the next John Mayer single. Like, it doesn't fit anyone's radio station. But does it have to fit? Because I'm a guy, I don't I think, think so. everything I'm has to you. fit radio. I think nothing has to fit radio. I'm with you, man. I mean... I, maybe that's why we're still filling the places up with people's because I I'm not following this sort of format rule, you know. Like I put mixtapes out, I feel like. So Listen to that though. Mm-hmm. And you're here for a reason because you have a song. And I remember I went to your show and I was talking. And by the way, Lee Leifsner is your guy. You want to explain who he is? Lee Leifsner, uh died in 1941, and has come back as a ghost to set things straight. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just pitching movie ideas now. <laughs> Lee, for thir- 13, year, 13 years or so, like Lee has been, in one way or another, with you. Champion, my champion of the stuff that I make. He, I, I, there are times he probably uh, doesn't see where a song could work 
and promptly stuffs that thought deep, deep, deep down inside him and and returns back with the thought that this song can be huge and goes out and fights for it. I mean, there's a guy who I've funniest thing he ever said in his life was about still feel like your man. Because I thought that it could change stuff. Like, I, I, I always believe that a song can change a format. A song can change people's thinking. And we're backstage at Madison Square Garden. Columbia's there. And this is right before Still Feel Like Your Band comes out. And I looked at him. We had just finished a hug, but now we've got hands on each other's shoulders. And I said, I really believe in Still Feel Like Your Man. And he said, and we know that you do. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that was just absolutely the funniest thing that a record company, like the funniest, if there was, if there was a Curb Enthusiasm style show about my life, I would write that in and that would be in the trailer. It's hilarious. And we know that you do. That's a guy who can't lie, man. It was amazing. But listen to the jam. Three oh, I days. think it's the jam. Three days. Three away. days I lost my mind and I was only thinking about this song. Three days in a trance. What do you do in a trance? You're only about bringing the song to life. I was in my therapist's office, and I said, I still feel like her, I still feel like her man. And I went, oh no, here we go. And I got in the car, I wrote down, still, I still feel like your man. And I looked at that title, and I went, if we play our cards right, that is a major song. I, I had felt like, and I immediately Googled the title, I still feel like your man, because I thought, someone must have had this idea. Whenever I have a good idea, I'm not even excited about it. I get immediately frightened that someone else has already had that good idea. So I Google that good idea. No search results. That's when I got even more excited. And I went, okay. I'm, I'm actually getting right now like excited. My heart is racing as I talk about this because this is about how you sneak up on an, on an idea like trying to catch a greasy pig. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, there it is. Let's not sing it too soon. Let's not just throw some BS cliche stuff on this idea and for for a whole day i didn't sing still feel like your man i didn't make a note with it because i knew that whatever i sang i was going to start getting attached to and i don't want to get attached to a dumb idea for still feel like your man so now i just have sheets of paper and i'm typing all different ideas about still feel like your man and i don't think and then i was in the shower and i was like could i do it like a prince ballad i still feel like your man you know no that's going to be shallow. okay don't don't even sing it don't even sing it and then I'd already had written this idea, this chord changes, and then one day I went in the studio, and it was the greatest luck in the world that this one idea that I'd written musically locked in with this still feel like your man thing. And it became this like weird, I called it ancient Japanese R&B. If you listen to it, it's like super staccato and clean. And like, I'd never heard anything like it come from me. And so for the next three days, I did nothing but enter like this it's hard to explain, but it's true. If you can feel it, you're a little bit not on earth. You're like half of you is in another place. And for three days, I did nothing but bring this song into my life. And I listened to a lot of Marvin Gaye. There's definitely like some Marvin Gaye thing happening in the tune that I, I didn't want to block. And when I was done with it, I had this really interesting jam that's like hopeful but also like has the saddest line I've ever written. I literally cried when I wrote, I still keep your shampoo in my shower in case you want to wash your hair. That's the saddest lyric I've ever written in my life. Think of how much desperation is in that line. She's not coming to wash her hair at your house. It's over. 
But the idea of keeping the torch lit where you say, well, I'm keeping it there. It's like, you know, there's like this dog in Japan. And the dog had an owner. And the owner would go to the train every day. And the dog would follow the owner to the train and then be there at the exact time the owner came back from work off the train. The dog would be waiting on the train platform. Then one day the owner died and the dog still waited at that platform for his owner for years until the dog passed away. I love that story. It is true. There's a statue of the dog where the dog once stood himself. And I very much, in breakups, feel like the statue of that dog. <laughs> Not even the dog. I feel like the statue of the dog. Oh my God. It's a fantastic story. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad this all worked out to where you could come in. I, the day I came back from the show, I was like, man, uh, you know, some of this record sounds like music that we would play you know, in this format. And I went, and listen, I'm not always the most popular guy traditionally in this format. <laughs> just because I do things a little outside of the box. But I was like, man, some of this record, uh, there are a couple songs on there. Um, In the Blood. Uh, there are a couple Roll It On there. Home. Roll It On Home for sure. Yeah. I was like, this is exactly what it is. You know, it's even more traditional than some of the things being played now. Right. Um, and so I was like, hey, why aren't we playing it? And so I played it and got screamed at. And you know, it was a whole thing. But now that we come full circle, yeah. and you've had a little time and some other stations and other people have played it and I think it's been embraced really well by Great. people outside and with you to thank for it let me ask you a question if you had played that song in the blood without telling people that it was me would they have objected no right so that, but on, and this is the truth too. I can handle it man. I can no handle. no almost nobody I say almost man almost nobody objected that listened anyway the only people that objected were radio people Got it. No listeners were like, this song's not country, this song's not anything. Yeah. They were like, wow, that's a fantastic song, or wow, I love John Mayer. But we don't play John Mayer. But that's what they're saying. It, that's what it, it was yeah, just sure. a thing from the inside. Sure. It wasn't people that wouldn't embrace it, that listen, that consume it. It's and funny. that's the weird part. I try to be a person of the people more so than a person of the industry. I get you. And if that, well, that's why it feels so good. Like you said, outside of the box... To give a sense of how different the world is, I haven't heard the phrase outside of the box. No offense to you, I haven't heard the phrase outside of the box in 10 years. Everything's outside of the box. Every possible, like there's no box anymore, you know? And I think what you're saying is... There's a box here. Well, there's a box here. There's still. a box here. And, and, you know, people have vested interest in keeping the box taped up shut, you know? And I think it's very interesting, to say the least, that you're looking at it going, well, why do you have to keep the box closed? Because everyone else listens to music differently. I have friends who listen. I put the highway on. You know, the highway's become like a pop station for, in the sense that like, I work it. It's in my presets. Like there are times I love hearing it, you know. Um, and that just goes to show you there's, there's like, when's the last time someone asked you what's on your iPod? When's the last time someone said like, what genre of music do you like? It's all completely disassembled. And I, you know, thank you for being a champion of stuff that's cool and fits and saying like, well, whatever your notion is of it, you know, let's try not putting that, uh, you know, as a barrier in front of the song, you know, we're going to play it. We're going to play in the blood now. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you. It's not, not country. It's <laughs> true. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm in Livingston, Montana. I live in Livingston, Montana. That's pretty country. That's pretty Western. That's pretty Western. 
So I like he's saying he fits in. There's a body in my backyard. <laughs> hey, do you want to? Amy gave me this picture in like 2000. And, and an old six shooter buried hey, in the uh, ground. For my birthday, Amy here. painted this for me a long time ago. Yeah, hey. Like 12 or 13 years yeah, ago. When did you only have like one tattoo here? Uh, a long time ago. And That's then I, when I painted this. And then I started doing ago. silly stuff. And it says, say, this is, you don't get you to know, keep it. No, 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 no. I'm a fan <laughs> of... Yeah, she painted it for me, so if you wouldn't mind uh, signing that. I would love to. And I'm going to put it back in my room where it has been forever. It's just a gift from her. Mm, yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a lot of, like, mm, say. But what do you think? Um, like as an artist. As an artist? Yeah. I think it's, I could tell it was me. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I want that haircut bag. <laughs> We're going to play in the blood. Appreciate you coming by. I hope the show goes awesome tonight. Thank you. And yours too. Thank you. I want to know how the emoji joke works. I'm giving I don't you, think I'm going to do that at the Opry. I'm giving I, you my cell phone number and I want you to, I'm like, not like I have a home number. I'm going to give you my <laughs> home, office, and cell phone number. I'm giving you my cell phone telephone number and I want you to tell me how the emoji joke goes. And you can use emojis for it. Hey, I will not do that at the Opry, but I, I'm in California. I'm doing two, two shows in California this weekend. Where are you going to be in California? And so, uh, plug it, plug it. Well, trust me, I do enough. But uh, <laughs> I'll be in uh, Monterey and Modesto both. But like a Love lot of Monterey. a lot of TV bookers are coming out to to watch because I'm rarely on the West Coast. And booking for what? For late for lots of shows. Late yeah. night slots, or would you would you bail on this dump to be on a sitcom? Is this what you're saying? I would not bail, no, but they are uh, coming out. To... <laughs> It is kind of a dumpy studio, you, right? Look, it's the look, biggest. Robbie, they're going to give you cones. They're going to give you a reserved spot. You're going to lease a Porsche Cayenne. You're going to you're going to live in uh, Studio City. It's going to be great for you. Wow. You're going to shop at Whole Foods. Wow. Oh, I see. They're going to live the life. Dang. You're parked right next to Johnny Galecki. <laughs> you're going to be on a. You're going to be on the lot. You're going to run into Mario Lopez every damn day, and forget about all these losers, aren't you? That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Mayer. Uh, thank you, John. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you. Man. Have you enjoyed this? This, this was. You're great. This was great. This is great. This is like. Are a you great being? Is this ironic? I, no, I don't do that. I, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> this is like we we had a dinner and we're like already on dessert and I'm like, oh, we didn't even really get to it. I agree. We could have spent next time you come to town or I'll come over. I come up to Montana. I would love we'll to hang out with the dog. Would love to. All right, here we go. John Mayer, everybody. It's a at number one, February 23rd of 2015, this was the first time Garth Brooks came. Afterward, which you won't hear on this, the guitar, he had a guitar with him, and he was like, I don't feel like carrying this around all day. Do you want it? And I was like, well, I'm, I was about to say I'm left-handed, no. But then I went, yep, sure do. So uh, he said, here, you can have it. And then he signed it and handed it to me. And I still have it at the house. He was uh, doing the world tour with Trisha Yearwood. You're going to like it. It was also when his album Man Against the Machine came out. So we also get into how he still plays the hits even when he has new music out. So here it is. At number one, the first time Garth Brooks was in studio. Get your bones on. Bobby Bones. All right, in the studio with us, and this is the coolest interview I've ever done. We haven't even started yet. Oh, man. Because... To That's me, and, and now here's the thing: Dude. you become jaded over time, and everyone in the no show knows. I'm nervous, a little nervous. I'm, I'm never nervous. To me, you're the greatest of all time. Garth Brooks is here. Oh, you. Yeah. you are what I have called endlessly the goat, which goat. is the greatest of all time. In my mind, that's who you are. So, very sweet, dude. I'm, I'm on. Get better than this. Oh, he's leaving. He's put his headphones down. He's out. That to me, and still, that was the best interview I've ever done. Right there. That was it. Garth Brooks is out of here. 
Yeah. He's coming back. Literally yeah. left totally the room. From here. For both of us, yes. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. You kidding me? I'm Mr. Yearwood. Are, it's fantastic. Are you tired? Because it always seems like you're always somewhere doing 50 shows in a row in a city. You know, you're selling them out constantly. Like, are you tired? No. I've been, you know, I, I, I love my babies, love my babies. Greatest thing in the world is being a dad. I've waited a long time for this. I, I'm not going to be tired for a while. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh-huh. I get, for me, I wonder when you go, let's say, for example, you, you go to Boston. You did five shows, whatever, in Boston. Do you stay in Boston all five of those nights? Yeah, we usually do. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have pro camps there, too, also for the kids and stuff. So you get involved in the city. Get involved in how it works. Uh, find the greatest place to eat. Take the crew there. We went to the movie the other night in uh, Pittsburgh. Whole band of crew went to see American Sniper. Uh, fabulous movie. But uh, we do everything together, so we're kind of like a family. So do you like rent out the whole theater? Yeah. Well, it was what was cool it was in I mean, a mall. So I've sense. never been in a mall. You rented out the whole mall. I mean, That's Garth Brooks. What? That's what I'm talking about. That's why he's the greatest. He rented the whole mall out. <laughs> it was it was weird walking through there and everything was just dark and and closed. I've never been there, but they were cool enough to stay open after the show and uh, they were very sweet. So I saw you in Little Rock, and Arkansas is home for me. It's where I grew up, born and raised. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go back to Little Rock. I'm going to watch Garth. And you did something I've never seen at this show before. And it was, to me, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen at any concert period. You started If Tomorrow Never Comes. You took the guitar off. You didn't play guitar. Then you stopped singing. <laughs> and you just stood there. You didn't play. You didn't sing. And the entire arena sang If Tomorrow Never Comes. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen before. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I've said it. It's not out of humbleness, man. It's I mean, it's not out of uh, you know whatever. It's it's the truth. I don't think I need to show up at one of these shows. These people come, they are ready, and they're they're gonna they're gonna party with you or without you, man. So you might as well just hang on. But yeah, that's the uh, Arkansas, especially if you saw the last night in Arkansas. That's that's why you get into this whole dream there. That was phenomenal. Now was that because that was his last night in Arkansas? Was that a really good show, or do you say that about everywhere? No, no, no. Well, you know, we had a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and felt lucky for the Thursday, Friday. It was fantastic; they were great. And then Saturday came along, and then there's just that that thing that you go, oh "My God, this is this is what I laid awake and dreamed about when I was in college." You know, because uh, these things come few and far between. This is a great way to end the year, and uh, just fabulous. And we hadn't been there in 23 years, you know, so it was a. Uh, it was good to see those people again. See some of the faces that you remember, but see a lot of young kids, too. Did you hear me yelling? He was loud. I was, I was going crazy. Yeah, I thought you were a girl for like, the first two or three yes, songs. Yes, that was me. Then. That was definitely <laughs> me. Yes. Garth Brooks is in with us. You're doing the world tour with Trisha. So is that too much time together? Do you have, do you no. Have, no? No. Forever's not long enough with that one. Dang, she's, look at that song. She's, she is, she's the bomb. She's everything you want her to be and more. And uh, it's cool because, you know, the, the people ask, what's the difference between touring now and touring then? Well, the difference is Trisha Yearwood uh, because then you try to find something to do with the other 20 hours of your day, you know. But now with your, with your best friend, the other 20 hours of your day, every, every moment's like being on stage together. So it's good. So the album Man Against the Machine, you know, you, can, you come out and I've been to the show. So for those that haven't been, you should go because it's freaking awesome. And I will say this, and we say this on the air a lot, is you don't play the entire new album. And I think that's cool of you because you know people want to hear the hits. You do. You play a couple new songs. It was it was great when we were there. You played Mom. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, so you uh, you know it's it's like anything else. When No Fences came out, mm-hmm. you know we had one album which was uh, you know the original Garth Brooks. So we played most of that, and we'd play one or two off No Fences. And then when Ropen come out, you play one or two off. Then you'd play all of No Fences, and and so it just keeps going. And and so nothing's any different now on your song selection than it was then. 
It just uh, I, I'm I'm the guy that goes to concerts still. I still go see the King. I still go see James Taylor, uh, see these guys. And when I go there, I want to hear their old stuff. That's that's what I pay my ticket for. So to go in and have somebody dump a whole new album that I don't know yet on me, it's just not my concert thing. So we we uh, we put in the time to make sure we bring all the old stuff. And if people want to hear the new stuff, they'll bring their signs, and you, you'll play off that. Which happened at that show? Someone brought a sign, and you were like, all right, cool, I'm going to play it. So if someone's listening now and they haven't downloaded the album from your website, like, give me a couple of the new songs that you're like, okay, these are – new Garth Brooks songs that I would love for everyone to hear. If you had to pick a couple new ones. Oh, man, i, I got to tell you, there's a, there's a song called All-American Comeback Kid on here that kills me. Like I said, we just went uh, and saw American Sniper. And All-American Comeback Kid is is the theme track from that thing. It's just fab. It's, uh, so uh, enjoy that. Um, other songs, uh, shoot, there's, there's a lot of stuff on there that I like, and it all varies so much. But uh, she's tired of boys. Uh, cold like that, things like that. Just uh, there's there's a lot to pick from on this album. Very very varied album because it's Nashville's album. Garth Brooks is here with us. You're up for a seventh nomination for Entertainer of the Year, which no one's ever done before, and it's the ACM's coming up. And you know, I have a reputation for not being completely politically correct, and they always say don't pick favorites whenever you do this, and don't don't pick who you think is going to win. Um, and you're not going to say it because you're a humble guy. But if you don't win, it is a travesty. And here's why. You don't have to comment at all. No one's ever done what you're doing right now touring-wise in the history of country music. In my lifetime, I've never seen someone go and sell out continuous cities in the same place like you're doing. And if that's not Entertainer of the Year, I don't know why they would even have the award. So that's all. <laughs> I, he's keeping his mouth. And you should, But that's how I feel about it. And as soon as they announced it, I was on the air and I said it that morning. I'm not saying it because you're in front of my face. I'm saying it because it. I have never seen, in my lifetime of seeing people tour and do shows and you know put out music. I've never seen what you're doing now happen anywhere else ever. Well, and not only is he selling out, but your energy, like that's what I can't get over is we were there yeah, the last night of Arkansas. So you've already played there, right? But then you are running around that stage like owning it. And there's all kinds of stuff like you. I'm like, where does he get this energy? I don't get it. Like, I need whatever you have. Like, I need it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to chime here and tell you, there is something that we are the best at. We're the best of anybody that's ever done it. Rock, pop, doesn't matter who. Having fun. Oh, and that's another thing that's that I will say about your people. When you're saying we, and I love that, like, collectively, I love when you went around and you were like, you know what? Each person on that stage with you, you're like, He's been with me for 20 years. He's been with me yeah, for 20 years. Yeah, talk about like, that for a second because those guys have been with you forever, huh? Yeah, they're great guys. Uh, so the rookie in the group's been with us. We just celebrated 20 years last November. That's the young, I mean, that's the guy yes. been with you the least, <laughs> the 20 years. <laughs> These guys are great, man. And, they're, and, it, and they are so entertaining and they have a ball and it's, it's nothing. Because, you know, we play an arena, we play it all the way around. And you can't be two places at once. You can on the video screen, I guess. But you depend on these guys like your right arm and left arm to take care of one side of the arena while you got one and then you switch or you do it together and these guys are these guys are really having fun and and I I I believe I'm grateful. I believe in the 90s I didn't take anything for granted. I really do. But I got to tell you I'm a thousand times more grateful for this run just to get to do it again. So you talk about the 90s and we meet a lot of new artists that come in and we get to hear them. What was like the come up for you and was there any like oh man this guy this is not good for country music when you came in because you were different like did you get a lot of that too when you first started sure it's weird to kind of become the traditionalist i mean that's that's really strange that you're the guy with steels fiddles when uh when you started out you were the you know the you were the the guy that wasn't the traditionalist 
So uh, country music changes, all music changes, and it keeps going through its phases, all of it good. Because if we don't have change, man, it's going to get stagnant. And the truth is, I'm sure Haggard and Jones, which are my guys, which I worship and love, said, oh, Garth Brooks, what a punk. You know, it's just, that's just how it is. So Did you hear, man, Garth Brooks is ruining country music. Did you ever hear that when you were a young guy starting out and you got so big? Yeah, from my band mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, but yeah, you heard it. You heard everything. You, you, you hear all the good, all the bad. And so, uh, you know, the thing about this, especially now with social media, Twitter and stuff, you see all the good, all the bad, and you, uh, you, you're thankful for the good and the bad stuff. You, you, you take it like a grain of salt and go, do they have a point? If not, let it roll up. Garth Brooks is here. We're going to hang out. We're going to hit a break. We're going to come back. More in a second. Everybody hanging out? Back with more Garth after this. Get your bones on. Bobby Bones. All right, don't mind me. I'm just sitting here chatting during commercial break with Garth Brooks. Don't mind me. All right, all right. Talk about college. Garth Brooks is here, by the way. All right, so before you moved to Nashville, like, what was your plan in life before you became, like, the greatest? <laughs> My plan in life was to somehow get to do this for a living. It was always, you were always going to be some sort of writer, performer, always. No, no, no. I, I want to be a professional athlete. And the only thing Ooh. that stopped me was my athletic ability, or lack of, I guess. Oh, okay. So that uh, that stopped me. Um, How good were you in t- until a point? Um, never good. I was great in shorts. I was great the day before the games. I was fantastic. But like in what? Football? Like baseball. baseball. I remember yeah, you were in small oh, town, everything. so you're in everything. You're oh, okay. in baseball, basketball, track, football. All nice. That stuff. When you go to Padres camp, listen, I'm a huge fan, so I'm going to geek out on you for a okay. second. <laughs> when you go to Padres camp, was it like uh, – Crazy to stand in with those professional athletes and see just how good they are. They had you. They had you so well coached. It wasn't the fact whether you could hit it or not. It was where you were going to hit it where they weren't, and that that's the toughest part of baseball. Making contact, you can do that. You know, pretty much. Uh, you know, of course, I never got to face the Johnsons or anything. But you know, my first the first pitch I saw was over ninety five miles an hour, and you're ready for it. But uh, it's hitting it where it's not where they're not is the toughest part. So you were able to hit 95 mile per hour fastball? Yeah, not very hard, but yeah. <laughs> man, just just the fact to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, they were uh, they were sweet to me. So I, uh, I I think I carried my bat back myself about three times in my whole time with the Padres. So I was proud of that. But getting on base was tough. It might have been my speed or lack of that that kept me from that too. When you get thrown at it first from the outfield, you're. <laughs> <laughs> You're dragging a refrigerator, you know. Garth Brooks in with us right now. What do you do? You're on the road, you know, all day long. What do you do for fun in the daytime? Um, like hang out with hobbies. The, hang out with the guys. Uh, when I get back here, I, I do things to try and kill myself. Chainsaw, tractor, all that stuff. I love that stuff. So I get out and just pull fence or just uh, cut roads, run a dozer, all that stuff. That's fun to do. And then getting to ride again. Just starting to trust your pen again. I didn't do that very much on this first album, but. Starting to get to ride again, starting to get to see Kent Blasey's face every day, starting to get to see these younger kids' faces every day and see the dream in their face, like when I first got here. That's that's infectious. So this is something that I haven't done myself in years because I feel like it's very unprofessional. It's super unprofessional. But would you sign a guitar for me and make it out to me? Well, sure. No, no. Is it weird? Am I stepping over the line no, of, of not being at all. cool? I don't know, man. You've been very sweet to me. 
If you want the, I, you know, we've, we've got them all in series. If you want the one I played in Arkansas the night you were there, I'll, I'll get that. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Stop it. Bobby's about to lose it. <laughs> like, I seriously just got, you know how the person walks in the house after a home makeover? And they're like, oh my goodness, my house has been made over. That's the feeling I just got inside my bones. I know. Like, I had goosebumps inside my body. I felt the goosebumps, from, yes, from you. Now, you wouldn't make that up, right? And just go buy one real quick and go, oh, this no, is the no, one from trust Arkansas. Me, I'm kidding. I, I wouldn't know where that guitar was. Oh. oh what? Crap. Wait. Oh, no. Dang. Okay. Uh, I'm so, like, emotionally confused right now. <laughs> Do we need to go to break? Yeah. So if I bring one in, would you, would you make it out to me? I'll be happy to, but I'd rather give you one that I play. Wait, I don't understand. So oh, you have God, I don't, don't understand. I don't, yeah, I, I don't I know guitar, what to but, do. I mean, uh, that the guitar. I don't know about that, that one. Is. So you're really going to give me one that you play? Sure. Or is this another joke? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I'll get you one. I'll get you one that, uh, that okay. I play. If you want, I would th- come to another show, and you'll see that one, and I'll give it to you during the show. Oh, that way you'll know. That way there's no jokes, no gags. One, I believe you. Two, I just, my heart is hurt. It, I don't, it, it's confused on what's happening right now. Bobby. Are you really Garth Brooks? Pull the mask off of this guy. Peel it back. Let me break it down. You are going to okay. get a guitar signed by Garth and played by Garth. We just don't know for is sure. Is it like unprofessional that I asked? I'm asking you. No, I don't think so because, honestly, you have a collection of guitars. It is condo. He's got a collection of guitars hanging on the wall. That are signed by all your favorite people, John Mayer, Cheryl Crow, Dirk Sentley, like a lot of things. So I think adding Garth to the collection is perfect. No, I'm taking them all down and just putting Garth up. You'll <laughs> say about? back up again now. How big is this? No, sometimes I'll get it as a gift from someone. Someone will sure. give me it with all the lyrics written on it. Whatever. Anyway, uh, here's the thing. Would you mind, because I know you're here a lot, coming back. We do this thing called Joy Week, and it's all about spreading joy. Would you mind coming back in a couple weeks and, and playing a couple songs for us then? Yeah, man. You can't spread enough joy. So good for you for doing that. We need good news. We need to believe in ourselves, and that's that's a great. I'll, I'll do whatever you want for that. So that's a yes. So you'll come back. You betcha. All right. Garth Brooks will be back. Everybody clap your hands. Yay! We're going to uh, send him out now, but we'll see him again in two weeks or a week. Next week. End of next week. Yeah. It's not far. Okay. First week of March. Hey, thank you. It's been it's been awesome for me. This, is, me. this has you. been uh, really a, a great experience. Uh, I'm going to hit this button here, and we'll go. You can do it. All right, good. Thank you. All right, back in a second. 